You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 21. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It, a podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. My name is Tiffany, and I am your host, and the show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com slash 21. If you are on Twitter and Instagram, or Instagram, you can follow the show at how does underscore she do it. The username is the same there. And if you want to like the show's page on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash how does she do it podcast. And I'm there. As always, we I take um, questions from you all. And if you would like a question answered about a topic that I cover on the show, a topic that I haven't covered on the show, or something that is sparked by something I talk about on the show, you can send an email to Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com, and I will answer your question on the show. As always, I just wanted to say thank you again for your five-star ratings and reviews. Even if you haven't left a five-star rating or review, I appreciate you nonetheless for taking the time to do so. But if you haven't left me a rating or a review in the iTunes store, please go do so. Um, There will be a link available in the show notes for you to do that so you don't have to figure out how to do that. And um, I just, I appreciate you guys. Considering that it's been two weeks since my last episode, just my thoughts kind of will be all over the place. But I want to start with just something that was random that I came across that I don't really care about, but apparently Chris Brown has been beefing with people on Instagram and leaving these page-long comments in caps threatening violence at R&B singers and managers. And it's just, it's it's so corny and it's so whack, but it's hilarious at the same time. So apparently this the first one that I noticed was Chris Brown beefing with Kevin McCall, who apparently they, apparently they did a song together. And I don't remember which song that is. It was something that was relatively popular with Chris Brown. But Kevin McCall, I can't even recall <laughs> what he did most recently and I didn't honestly have the energy to even google it to find out which is kind of maybe bad on my part but that being said just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean that you should be beefing via Instagram or Twitter or anything like that I mean we saw Kanye do this a couple weeks ago with Wiz Khalifa and that's just whack because like internet thugs internet thugging pretending that you're tough you know, for your groupies and all your people, that's corny. As men, as women, if you have an issue with someone, hopefully it doesn't ever get to violence, but just go to them directly. And this is a lesson. I don't imagine that there are very many teenagers who listen to this show, but this is really just cyberbullying in just a different way for grown people. And that's, that's whack. So don't do that anymore. Um, but in other news, this is upsetting, but my... I went to college at Cornell University, shout out to Big Red, but a couple weeks ago, I found out that apparently a union of white students formed a Facebook group, and they claim to be a group of more than 100 Cornell students who are aligned with one of the reasons. They're a community that attempts to recognize the many accomplishments of white 
of the white race and preserve our heritage. Now, apparently groups of this kind have popped up at at least 30 other colleges and universities across the country. And many of them have found out, have been, um, have been exposed as hoaxes and fakes, fake accounts. But either way, the fact that people could go out of their way to create a fake account like this, and I looked at some of the rhetoric on the page, it does not have very many likes because Cornell, like many colleges and universities, are tend to be a place for liberal thought and liberal views and liberal expressions. Although there are people who, and you're, you know, you're allowed to express your views, whether they be conservative or otherwise on these campuses, but one of the objectives of this uh, group claimed to be to basically just make sure that the Black Lives Matter movement does not destroy the reputations of good Americans, good white Americans. And it it just, it hurts that this is going on at Cornell, um, but it also hurts and is unfortunate that this seems to be a representation of what else is happening in America. There have been several issues at several Donald Trump rallies in the last several weeks or last few weeks where silent protesters, nonviolent protesters are being shoved, they're being pushed. There was a woman at a rally in Louisville, Kentucky, a black student who was a part of, I believe it was a silent protest, who was verbally assaulted, physically pushed, shoved dragged a a black man was punched in the face the other day and then dragged down at another rally there was a an, several incidences outside of a rally in Chicago at least in Illinois I think it was near Chicago where Donald Trump was supposed to speak that he ended up canceling that uh that rally and it's just this country is in a dangerous place this country is really, really in a dangerous place, and people have to stop pretending that black people are just making this up, that people of color or people who are supporters of people of color are just bringing up these issues for the sake of bringing that up, for the sake of trying to disparage white people or trying to disparage the good American name and all this. It's just, it's nonsense. And uh, my prayer is that Donald Trump does not actually get the Republican nomination. Unfortunately, the, you know, caucuses and things of that nature, the polling numbers are saying otherwise. And uh, we have a lot of a lot of work to do come November. And last but not least for just my thoughts for this week, March Madness is here. It is here. By the time you listen to this, some of the games will have already started. And if you're not familiar with March Madness, it is the NCAA tournament for the college basketball championship that happens every year. And it's madness because there are so many basketball games that get played in three weeks time. It's kind of insane. If you work in an office, chances are there are people creating brackets or creating little pools and teams. You'll probably see people watching games on their computer and their phones and their iPads or a combination of all three um, while they're sitting at their desk because a lot of these games get played during the daytime. If you don't usually make a bracket, 
you should probably do so just because it's fun, even though most people are completely wrong and lose. That is the beauty of college basketball, because sometimes the favorite gets beat by a team that no one has ever heard of before. And it's a huge upset and everyone's trying to understand it. But these kids get a chance to dream and possibly win a championship that they, you know, that has never been won before at their school. It usually ends up that the teams that teams who are relatively good end up getting all the way to the final four. But sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes, you know, there's a, sh- a shocker. If you care, and even if you don't, I'm going to tell you anyway, Duke is my team. I've been a Duke fan since I was in junior high school. Judge me if you want to. Maybe you won't because if you're listening to this, maybe you don't care about college basketball. But I also have love for UConn. I have love for Temple. And I have love for Villanova and Cornell. But Cornell's not in the tournament this year. So, um Check out March Madness. Make a bracket, even if you have no idea what you're doing. It's fun to get involved in. It's fun to pay attention to. It lasts for like four weeks, and it'll be over before you know it. And those are just my thoughts. This week, I wanted to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart, and that is networking within your social circles. Now, networking means a lot of different things, and I have another episode in the queue about networking generally, but there are specific things about networking within your social circles that I wanted to highlight. And this topic came to mind as a result of interaction that uh, I had recently, and I wanted to just put some things out there because I think it could be helpful to other people. By the time you reach your mid to late 20s, early 30s, you probably have people in your social circle who either themselves are resources or those people have access to people or resources that could add value to your life in some way. And that can be your personal life, that can be your professional life at your day job, that can be your pursuits outside of your day job. But either way, you probably are connected to people who are connected to other people that add value to you. And I'm speaking specifically about people who are within your social circle, not people who you necessarily work with and only have a professional relationship with. So let's break down what I mean when I say like... Within your social circle, there are a few different groups. So you have the homies, right? You have the people who are your line sisters, your best friends, the people that you went to school with that you're really close with, the people that you wouldn't be overly formal with when or formal at all when you see them, that you talk to on a regular, or even if you don't talk to them on a regular, you kind of pick up right where you left off. And these are people who you don't have to kind of think twice about trusting or being feeling familiar with. And you know that these people know how to act in front of company. Then you have another group of people within your social circle. And this is where things can get kind of murky. These are your people you consider acquaintances. Maybe you're in the same sorority. Maybe they're connected to you to, you know, related to another fraternity. Shout out to the bros. And they are, you know, not directly your friends, but they're people that you're cool with. They're people that you associate yourself with, that you've, you know, partied with before, that you've gone to events with before, that you would see in the street and you wouldn't be, you know, super formal with them. Um, but you have some sense of familiarity. Then you have the people that you might be cool with and someone would ask you, oh, are you friends with? And you'd be like, I mean, we aren't friends, friends, but we cool. And then you have to say why, because you need to understand the context of the question that they're asking you. So basically it's like, these are acquaintances, 
people who you're not super formal with, not don't know in a professional capacity, but you, you know, wouldn't pretend you didn't see them or know them if you saw them on the street. And in my career, I have observed that there are you reach out to people for different reasons within your different social circles. And even within so you talk about I talked about the social circles, but then there are people who are like who are good at networking, who are I, I like I'm calling them networking G's. They're just who kind of seamlessly do it. They connect and develop relationships with people that they don't know and they do it really well. Then you have people who are good at connecting with people. They pay attention to relationships, but it's not something that they're doing all the time. Then there you have another group of people who are kind of who forget that networking happens and they just do it kind of accidentally. They just do it as they go along. And then you have people who think that they're good at networking, but are not really that good at it at all. And they just go about it all the wrong way. These are kind of people that I kind of want to talk about today. So when you are networking with friends or people that you're relatively close with, people that you are in your so that are in your social circle, there are right ways to go about it, and then there are wrong ways to go about it. So let's walk through a little bit of an example. You you start with making the initial inquiry. Inquiry. It's a really hard word to say, but and you can do this by text message. Hey Janet, we're gonna call you know this fake friend Janet. I hope all is well. I know that you used to work at X. Do you still keep in touch with anyone? Or do you know whatever your ask is? You can make that initial connection via phone call, via text message, via a short email, and then after you make the initial in- inquiry or question, then you follow up. I think you should follow up with a formal email or a formal ask. And you do this because it's the professional and appropriate thing to do. It is not because that way, whatever that person, let's say she forgot in that you asked that you send her that text message, your email serves as confirmation that you're actually interested in whatever it is that you're looking for and that you are formal enough and you're serious enough to make sure you follow up about that. What you don't want to do when you're initiating these kind of networking connections or relationships with people who you are cool with, but who are not like your professional homies or your in real life homies, you don't want to assume too much familiarity. So you don't know how Janet, in in this example, you're not really sure how she perceives you and you don't really know how protective she is of her network. So don't just assume because you know her that you are therefore entitled to or will be connected to her entire social network or professional network. Because just because she knows you doesn't mean she'll necessarily vouch for you. Doesn't mean that she'll necessarily be willing to put that connection, he or she will be willing to put that connection out there And it might not necessarily be an actual reflection or you, or maybe it is a reflection on you. And maybe that means if someone is not willing to connect you with someone else, that there might be something about your presentation that you need to work on. You also don't want to grill the person that you are reaching out to for a connection to someone else. And by grill, I mean you don't want to be blowing up their phone. You don't want to be blowing up their email. You don't want to just do too much because that raises red flags. And it's just like, yo, if I told you I couldn't help you or if I didn't get back to you right away, that means you need to chill out. Because if you're not on life support or in the ER and I'm not an emergency room doctor, you don't need to be blowing up my phone like that. So that is another that's a something else that you want to make sure that you don't do. And you also don't want to risk 
the relationship with this person just because you're being too pushy and doing too much. And if you are following up too often or too early and too often, then that's just going to just going to be an example that, you know what, I'm just not really interested in dealing with you. So I want to highlight a few points about networking within your social circle. Number one, Don't necessarily treat these communications differently than you would a communication you were having with someone who was in your professional network. Emails get forwarded in the same courtesy that you would give to someone you worked with, someone that you used to work with. Extend that same courtesy to your friend because just like the people you used to work with, your friend is probably busy. Your friend probably has other things to do. So what can you do to make this communication more user-friendly for your friend? What can you do to make it more professional um, and more useful to them? And like I said, be professional in emails. You can have one separate chain of communication that is for the informal contact and informal communication, but try to create an email chain that you would want forwarded, that you would be okay if someone else saw this email chain, because that's what happens in emails. And unfortunately, people forward emails between people that are not good, that you wish they didn't forward, because that's the power of email. So be professional in your email communications. Number two, Don't assume that people will vouch for you just because they know you, because knowing someone socially is not the same as knowing them professionally. And sometimes there are people within our social social circles that we don't know how they act or how they get down in their professional settings or the way that they came at us related to a professional situation indicated that they might not be the most uh, professional or the most, um, you know, reference worthy, so to speak. So don't make assumptions. And if by you, you protect yourself from assumptions by coming correct the first time. Number three, protect your relationships with the person or the people that you are reaching out to. And that's because one negative attempt at networking can really mess up someone's perception of you. If you come at someone crazy one time, that will sour their willingness to maybe come at, to help you the next time you come at them. So make sure you step correct the first time and or if you have to come at them a second time that you can, you know, account for the way that you came at the, for them the first time and that you're willing to apologize or whatever the case may be, but just don't come at people crazy. And last but not least, be considerate of your social contacts time in the same way you would be if they were a professional contact, period. People have a lot of things going on. And just because they know you socially or you think they know you one way or another doesn't mean they don't have 55 other things going on. And them knowing you doesn't necessarily mean that they're able to push your request to the top of their priority list. So be mindful of that and just be considerate of them in the same way you would be considerate of somebody else. That being said, it's okay to network within your social circle. Just be respectful of your social contacts because you can burn those bridges just like you burn any other bridge in a professional networking setting. And that just about wraps it up for this week's episode of How Does She Do It? As always, thank you for listening. I know this episode is a bit shorter than usual, but I still do have a review to read. So thank you for those five-star ratings and reviews. Keep them coming in the iTunes store. This one comes from Miss Summer to You. It says, good stuff. 
Tiffany, your take on life is refreshing and enjoyable to hear. Keep it up. Thank you for that short and sweet review. I appreciate you for listening. And I did get one um, Ask Tiff question this week, and I will be reading that on next week's episode. So thank you for bearing with me. But I want to make sure I do my appropriate research for you. And in the meantime, if you have topics, questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to send an email to Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Share it with friends. Um, when you listen to an episode, you can you know, mention me on Twitter as you're listening to the episode. I'd love to read those comments and hear your thoughts as you listen to mine as I share mine. So with that, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Peace.